What's the connection between Rav and Istalik Minasofik? The Medrash Shmuel explains the person who doesn't have a Rav, he has fakus, he lacks clarity, he lacks direction. The person who has a Rav, everything is clear. He knows what his Rebbe would say, he was trained by his Rebbe, and as a result, he's Mistalik Minasofik. Rabbi Yeshua, Zechroni Levrocha, Smekayim, this Mishnah to its fullest extent, Aseilach Arav, he had a Rebbe, he was Mishamish for many, many years. Rabbi Salavechik, Zechot Tzadik Levrocha, and therefore he's Mistalik Minasofik. He always knew whenever you spoke to him, what would Rabbi say, what did Rabbi say, he knew everything. Conversations that transpired 30, 40 years earlier, he knew it at his fingertips because he didn't have any fake because he was Mistalik Minasofik. And even after he left Rabbaran, he went on to other Rabbayim because he always needed a Rav. He heard Shiurim and was a Talmud of Maizeda Zechotzadik Levrocha, of Gersh and Zaks. Because he always wanted a Rebbe who was Mekayim the Mishnah Seilch HaRav. The Medgeshmur says another pshat to the connection between Seilch HaRav and Yistalich Minasofik. This is when a person has a Rebbe, he should not doubt the Rebbe. He should be Mistalik Minasofik regarding the Rebbe himself. Which means the person Makabal Rebbe, that means that he shouldn't be mistopic if what his Rebbe says is right or wrong. He should accept it and follow it without questioning his Rebbe. That was Rabbi Yeshua Zechrani He never questioned his Rabbeim. He was a soldier. Whatever they said was true and right, and he was never questioning them. He was Mistalik Minasofik because he actually 
was Oiseloi Rav. He had a Rav that he followed and accepted and did not question. The Metushmul explains why is the Baal member of this Mishnah Rabban Gamliel. The Mishnah Rabban Gamliel, Rabban Aselech Rav, Yistalach and Asaf, until the times of Rabban Gamliel, so there were no Sveikas. The Gemara tells us that until the times of Shammai and Hillel, there were never Machloikas. Three Machloksim there were, and then after which Loishimshu called Tzarka, and there started being Machloksim and Sveikas and Kal Yisrael. Therefore, says the Medrash Shmuel, Zartam Gamliel, at a time of confusion, a time when there are sfeikas or a different day, as Beishamet is Beishilel. So then, Asel Chorav, a person needs to have a Rebbe, needs to have a Moira Derech, needs to have someone who should teach him a Mahalach in Lanin, in Yerushamayim, in Ashkafis Achayim. And therefore, Ram Gamliel was the one who said it, because until then there was clarity, and from the times of Ram Gamliel on, they were lacking clarity, and therefore, Ram Gamliel says the way to achieve clarity in times of confusion is if you don't want to have a suffix, you should make a Rebbe we live in times of confusion people don't have Rabbeim they don't know which direction to go Rabbi Shua Zichrani Levracha should be an example for us all of times of confusion how we should proceed we should have a Rebbe and that will cause Yistalak Minasofik Another pshat that Medr Shmuel says in Histalik Min Asafik is a person should be Mistalik from a Safik if his Rebbe is a Godel. Which means you have to know which Rebbe to choose. You can't just pick any Rebbe. You can pick a Rebbe, and there's still a Safik of what the Rebbe says is true. How do you achieve that you should follow your Rebbe at all times as if the Rebbe you choose, there's no Safik that he is a Godel. There's no Safik that he can teach you that he's Roy Lakach. And Rabbi Yeshua Zechariah Levracha knew which Rabbeim to choose, and he understood that once he chose the Rebbe, he has to follow, and that why he was Mistalak Min Asafik, and he went and he chose G'dayle Torah that were able to teach him, and therefore he was able to become a true and emissary Talmud. The Mishnah also says, Besides the Rabbeim that he had, he had Chaveirim, people that were attached to him, people that he taught, people who wanted to connect him, who he grew in Ruchnius with, and that is why he was able to grow and become what he was. There's another Mishnah that I think is appropriate to say about Rabbi Yeshua. Ben Even though he had a Rebbe and Rabbeim that he looked up to, who taught him on the highest levels. However, still, he learned from every single person. He was always going to Shi'ur, this Shi'ur, that Shi'ur, another Shi'ur. I had the schuss of having him for Yontif for the past 15, 20 years. Every Motsoy Yontif would say to Josh, maybe you want to stay another day or two, a little bit, Cholomoyed. said, no, I have to go back. So why do you have to go back? I said, I have to go back because there's a shear here, and there's a shear there, and I have to go to this shear, and I have to go to that shear, even though most probably he knew much more than the Magid shear. However, he was Mekayin the Mishnah of Ezel Chacham Alamid Mikal Adam. He had a rab, but once you have a rab and you have clarity and direction, then you have to learn Mikal Adam, and that's what he was Mekayin. And Rashi says on that Mishnah, even if you're greater than the Rebbe, it doesn't make a difference, you should go learn from him, 
And that's what he did. He went to every single Shia that he could because he wanted to be alone in Mikalodom. So the Mishnah Vaiter, Ezer Gibor HaKavish Es Yitzro Shenema, Toiv Erech HaPai Migibor, Umoishel Beruchoi Miloichid Ir. Rabbi Yeshua, Zechrein HaMadrachim, was a Moishel Beruchoi. He never got excited. He never lost himself. He was completely Moishel himself. Even though he had Tzaris, but still, he never lost himself. He was a complete Moishel Beruchoi. He was an Erech HaPayim, and he was Toiv Miloichid Ir. However, the end of the mission, I think, is the most important Nekuda, Ezo Oshir HaSomech B'chelkoi, Yeshua, with the various nisyonis that he had at all times with the Samach Bechelka, he never heard one complaint out of his mouth. He never even thought of a complaint. He never even thought that there was anything that he didn't have. He was a Pasha to Samach Bechelka, and he was Mikhaim to the Divriya Mishnehs, who Asher Samach Bechelka, even though other people had much more than he did. He was never jealous. He was never complaining. He was always happy. He was always learning. And he was always a Sameach Bechelka. Rabbi Yeshua Zechayin Levracha also, as we know, was the Oisik Batoira. Torah was his Asik. Constantly, at all times, he was always thinking and learning, talking and learning, always had a Maisa, always something connected to learning. He, as I mentioned before, he would remember conversations and things that I was amazed. 40, 50 years ago, he would pull out things that he heard of Iron said this, and he said that, and this happened, and that happened. Where did this Koyach come from? So I heard once a uh, thought, the name of a, one of the Rosh Hashivas in Philadelphia, Yeshiva, a mental Kaplan, he told over a Misa he needed a certain screw to fix a part in his refrigerator. And he went into a hardware store and described the screw. And the owner of the hardware store said to me, I have such a screw. He climbed down a ladder, pulled out a few boxes, dusted off a box and took out the screw. Remendel asked him, he said, tell me, when's the last time you sold this screw? He said, 25 years ago. So he told him, 25 years ago? How did you know where it was? He said, Rabbi, that's my business. How did Rabbi Yeshua remember everything? Because it was his business. Torah was his Asik. It was Mekayim Lasek B'divrei Torah. So he remembered every single thing, every single story, every single nuance of, of a pshat was important to him. Mimele, he remembered it. Torah was his Asik. And since Torah was his Asik, Mimele, he knew it and he remembered it and he lived it. We should all learn from his ways. And try to be makabal on ourselves, to learn the Yilinishmosoi, to remember his drachim, to take something out from, what the, from his life, and through that there should be an Ili for his neshama. When I ask Mechila from Bishua, the name of my family and chaverim that are not able to ask Mechila in case we didn't treat you properly and everything that was done tried to do it on the best oifen, but most probably we didn't, and therefore I'd like to ask Mechila, Leich B'Shalayim, should be, and then should be, Umach HaShem Dima Me'al We ask Rabbi Yitzhak to please say a few words.
איזה חכם הלומד מקורדו. אז נאום ז'אש, ומשמיים איזה ישוע, איזה נדל. חזק ואמוץ, חזק ואמוץ, חיזוק. גרייס רביטרי, גרייס טלמוד. ומוישס וברוכס, תאלד וורמס ואיכם חיזוק. הוא הקשיב לחיזק. חזק ואמץ משהו רבינו את הישיבה. גרייס תלמוד וגרייס רבינו. אני חושב שבאותו מומנט עכשיו, כמו שאנחנו יודעים, אנחנו קוראים לו ג'וש הופמן. מי שמעל מזה ישוע, הוא רבי ישוע, כמו שאמרנו. רבי ישוע זה תלמוד חוכם. רבי ישוע, ללמוד תורה, אף אין אמץ. Tyler Bain and Elvich Bamis. Not that he had to prepare Shurim. Not that he had a job. Bamis. We called him John. Josh. He was Yeshua. He was Yeshua. At this time, we gathered in the air of Shabbos. In this moment, he had a patira of a Talmud. Not a Rosh Hashiva. Not a Rebbe, a Talmud. That's the greatest Madriga to be a Talmud. I think that his biggest Hashpah would be Mechazik. Mechazik in Dawad Vorm. Mechazik in our Talmud Torah, Adir Heretz, and Atfil and Gilos Chesed. Mechazik ourselves. He's such an individual. The leftover what? How much money do you leave over? How many children do you leave over? How many Talmudim do you leave over? As people ask, Rebbe, how many Talmudim do you have in this year? 60, 70? Ah! Three? Two? Ah! He left over what he took with him. Not what he left over. Something that took with him. His Minas Toivus, as was mentioned, in Rabbi Yitzchak. His Minas Toivus. Never had any kinah, sinah, kas. What? Chizik, what chazik has when we hear this? Why am I not that way? Allah has come to I have Talmidim, I have a family, I have a wife, I have grandchildren. Why am I not that way? This is what we should learn. The Kabbalah Homer. You don't have to know the translation of the Kabbalah Homer to know what we're saying. Learn from this. Learn from this individual. And Mishpachas Baruch Hashem, we have Talmidim. We have so much. Learn from this. The chazik ourselves. If he could dive, he could learn and not be depressed, not be angry. But right if we, at any time, at any time, to show any type of kingdom, any type, this should be a day of chizuk. Not just pay our respects 
to the nifter, our respects to the nifter. The day of chizik, the chazigas, the malbal, and what's the shem?
with something in your mouth and tubes and blood pressure medicines, all these things we found is has to get a tashlum in for the shafras, which uh, we can. And any time uh, during that hospital stay that someone would come to Vat Torah, his, his eyes would not be shot up with simcha. Um, the last thought that he wrote, and he wrote it really very nicely, right before he got really buried, he went, uh, went into the coma. So I want to say over, as you say over, by a mess, the Dibbeh of mess. The last thought that he wrote in the net thought was the following. Why was the Onesh of Nadav and Abi so strong? Because of the age of so Kaddish Baruch who took their souls away. So he said that the Mishkan was a kapal for the Egel. And the head of the Egel, it's not that the Jews never decided to throw away Torah and Mitzvahs and Abanishlam. They just went to Yisiyah's Mitzvahim and had the cells that did this. Ultimately, the ego was a distortion. They believed in a Kaddish Baruch Hu, like Rabban explains, and they thought that they could come up with some figure to inspire them. So it, it was sort of trying to freestyle, but not keeping to the letter of the law. The law was very strict about having no tumunites and no festa, uh, and they were being uh, a little bit liberal. So, so that was the Onesh of the ego and the Mishkan as a Kapara, Noches Kachim is very strict. Many, many things are psal. You, you say the wrong word, it's psal. The wrong machshav, it's psal. Because the Mishkan is to teach us halacha. To follow strict law. Don't freestyle. And that was the sin of the ego. And now comes Mamash, the Chumkasa Mishkan, the last day. And other than Abi, we decide, the decide to do something on their own, freestyle. So that was exactly what the that the Mishkan was against. And that's why it was such a strict on Mishkan. That was his last thought uh, that he printed. I'm trying to think, you know, how you can define such a person because um, it was very, very, very unusual in terms of his Simcha um, Sachayim, as was mentioned, and dedication to the Torah. And I thought that perhaps this is the Rambam the Perish Shlishi from Talmud Torah speaks about the Keser Torah, that sometimes the Chachamim get the crown of Torah. And he explains here, I just want to read the words of the Rambam, I think they describe Jash perfectly. Okay. Starting from Allah Vav to Allah Tess. I don't think that's even needs a translation. Nisha Nesau Liba Lakayim Mitzvah Zukaroi, Kuliyos Mukhta of the Keser Torah, Loyasiyah Daikla Lidvah Machelim. in she 
This is Mamish, uh, an amazing description of what Josh was. When I asked Rechila uh, from Josh, he was zeichet to be the Rams Halavechik's Talmud Muvok. I remember him learning at the table right over there in the corner uh, with the Baron and a few other fellows. It was, and his uh, also finally his place of Menucha would be Halazesim, a few places, a few rows behind the Van Salvechik. He's a Chobach, Penish Moses, Gutsar, Chaim, Mahoshem, and Kimdim, and Malko Pami. We ask Machila from everything that we try to do to help you, Josh, and uh, we hope that Mitzvah Shem, the Mark, and the Amelia for everybody in the Holy Shiva and family song. Here today to express a Tovar Achron to Yedid Nafshenu, Yeshua Hafman, to Chronol of Rocha. It was mentioned before the Mishnah Perke Avos. The Rabbi Yonah says, A person has a tshuka for chachma. A tshuka for divrei Torah. So it doesn't matter, of course, this Talmud Chacham, that Talmud Chacham, Wherever you'd look, Josh would be there in the corner with his notebook, writing down all the Divrei Torah. Of course, as mentioned, the Talmud of Moreno Harat going Rav Zatzal. But he was considered himself a Talmud of Kol Talmud Chacham Sheyiyeh Bechol Pina Upina Ba'olam. He was a Talmud of that person. People who come from political arenas that are far and wide. Didn't matter. Because he's doesn't matter that he's from this yeshiva or that yeshiva or this political affiliation or that political affiliation. It was all, it was all one. It was all the bakoshach hachachma that you did not shame that Yoshua Hoffman had. Wherever it was, it was never too difficult. As is pointed out, we come to the west side, I give a shear there on Wednesday nights, on the in the snowstorm, with accessoride, he was there. He was there before everyone else. Ready. He had his makam. He had his notebook. He had his cookies. 
and he was ready to go. It didn't matter. Think about it. A person had a leg that was amputated. Got all the excuses in the world to stay home. No one would have any tightness. A crank a mensch. No. That's what he wanted, wherever it was. Chasim Sofer once said in the Drasha, the first Alchait, we say in, in Yom Kippur, Alchait Shechatanu Lefanecha Ba'onesu Veratzon, Alderach Adrush. He says, Veratzon, I understand. After Klap Alchait, he did an Avera Veratzon. And what's the Chait Ba'ones? He says, there's some people love to have an onus. Oh, now I have my excuse. Now I have an excuse. I didn't want to go anyway. But it doesn't look good. Now I have an excuse. We clap our hate for that hargosha. With Josh Hoffman, there was no such thing. And it wasn't any soyum. Because as the Orachayim HaKadosh writes, Lohibid on the Pasuk, that the tzaddikim, even though they're omal, they don't feel like they're omal, because they have such cheshek and such chuka for what they're doing. So they don't feel that they're, they're, they're giving a, a tremendous... That was what Josh was. He comes, he doesn't think, oh, I did such a great thing, I came here. No, this, this is this mahus. This is his whole mahus. He didn't feel that he was being omel. No such thing as onus. It didn't register. This is what he wanted. He was the, the paradigm chacham. Allah made me call Adam. This week's parsha, parsha's kedoshim. The Torah tells us, "Mutnei seva talkum v'adarta pnei zokim v'yaresim elkecha v'yashem." And the Farshim explained, what is the Yareso Belokecha? Ani Hashem. Rashi says, because a person could make believe, he didn't see. And Hashem says, you know, we have to have Yerashamayim. The Sefer Haredim says the following that if a person is Mechabe Torah Kedeboi Kederoi, the Schar is Yareso Belokecha. Yareso Belokecha is the Schar that one gets. And that's how the Bnei Sosra explains the Gemara Brachas, the Reb Zeyra, the Chavacholosh. So he learn, so at least he would stand in front of the base Medrash, he'd mechabit the Torah. And that could get him back into the learning. Mechabit the Torah, the Schars v'yereisim lo'kecha. Josh's Torah was a Torah, what we say in Yiddish, reina Torah. It was pure. It was pure. Belishmarim, Without Shemez Zayis Zoch. His Torah was pure, his Bakashis Hachochma was pure, and therefore his Yira Shamayim, Yira Hashem Tahora, was pure, it was the Shemez Zayis Zoch. As Rabbi Reichman mentioned before, in the hospital, right before Pesach, and then Josh was still conscious, and he was able to write. And the first thing took time so we got the, the paper in the right position and he was able to, 
to figure out what he was writing, and the first thing he wrote was tefillin. Put on tefillin to him. We put on tefillin. Then he wrote Shema. And we put on and we said Shema together. Yiras Hashem Tahora. Because his Chachma and his Hakara of Tamika Chachamin, who he was, but any other Talmud Chacham, didn't matter who they were. A Talmud Chacham was a Talmud Chacham. And he was Machshiv that. And he wanted to hear what they had to say. And he would write it down. Yiras Hashem Tahora. Because his Torah was Shem and Zayizach. It was Reina. It was pure. It was Belishimarim. So commensurate with that Tahara of his Torah was the Tahara of his Yerushalayim. Always with a smile, with a joke. Always coming around to say. So now, Yedid Nafshenu is going to have a special place in the Sifta de Rakia. With all the Chachamim from all the Dore Doros. And that's going to be the greatest Hanah, and there's going to be a special chair for Yedid Nafshenu. There, not in this, you know, where he always was, in the corner there, with his notebook, Binenem Yiziv Hashchina. For all the Talmidei Chachamim, Michol Asar Vasar, Michol Dore Doros. That's who he is. Not from this particular group and not that group, or this. Kulam. 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 That's who Josh was, and that's who he wanted to be part of, and that's without any gaiva. We're going to miss him so much. It was Mamish Nisei Nisim that he lasted this long after every day we heard different things are happening and I, we get reports and I would be there and Kodesh Baruch Hu is always together with, with Yadid Nafshenu and now he's going to the Ola the Masifta Lurkia and here in Yeshiva we'll miss him so much we yes Mechila if we didn't give him a, enough enough Hakara uh, we tried our best, but we can always do more. And Josh should be a Melis Yosher for the Yeshiva, for all Kalal Yisrael. And we should one day be able to be Kabbal, Mashiach Zidkainu, Bimheir of Yomim.
קשורים אליך. כמה השמות האלו הם המהות שלך. פני משה כפני חמה, פני יהושע כפני לבנה. היית כמשה, שכל מי שהיה צריך לקבל אור של תורה, אור של עמלות, כל שיעור, אם זה בלימוד, אם זה בהלוכה, אם זה במחשובה, ידעו שזה הכתובת, אפשר להציע את הדברים, יכלת לראות אותם, להגיד מה טוב, מה פחות טוב, לא היה פעם אחת, שנים שנים, שלא הוספת לנו תמיד, וכל מי שבא אליך, עוד הערה, עוד אור, של פני משה כפני חמה, וכל המהות שלך היה כפני יהושע כפני לבנה, מקבל, מקבל, ככלי קיבול של תורה, של יראת שמיים, של ברכה גדולה, כל המעלות שדיברו פה עליך, לזכות למעלה הגדולה הזאת, אם אפשר במשפט אחד לתמצת את זה, אנחנו יודעים הרי שזמן נקרא זמן, כי כל רגע מזמין את הרגע הבא, כל יום את היום הבא, כל חודש את החודש הבא, מי שכל הזמן רץ אחרי המחר, אחרי החודש הבא, רץ, רץ, יום אחד הוא מתעורר, הוא מבין שלא השיג את מה שהוא רצה, זה יוצר קושי, זה יוצר שבר, ולכן בלשון הקודש, למילה זמן, יש מילה נרדפת, עת. עת זה לדעת ליהנות ממה שעושים עכשיו. הקדוש ברוך הוא לא שואל אף אחד כמה שעות למדת. הקדוש ברוך הוא שואל, קבעת עיתים לתורה. אם זה שעה, אם זה דקה, אם זה חיים, אם זה שעה. פירוש הדבר, ידעת ליהנות ממה שעושים עכשיו, או הראש היה במקום אחר. רבי יהושע, רבי יהושע, לימדת אותנו, מה זה עת? לימדת אותנו בכל מצב, איך ליהנות ממה שעושים עכשיו, שמחוברים לתורה, מחוברים לחיים. ואתם הדבקים בהשם אלוקיכם, חיים כולכם היום. זה לא היה פוסוק, זה המציאות שראו אותה כל הזמן. ולכן גם הסיר לעזאזל, עם כל עוונות בני ישראל, מי לוקח אותו לעזאזל המדבר? מי לוקח, מי השליח של כלל ישראל? כפר על כל עוונותיהם ושילח אותו ביד איש איתי. איש שהחיים שלו זה לא רק זמן, זה עת. ודאי שיש גם עת. ודאי שיש גם זמן. שלימי המלך אומר לכל זמן ועת לכל חפץ. אבל מי שיודע ליהנות מהעכשיו, תנאה רוחנית, לדעת שהוא עומד לפני הקדוש ברוך הוא, לא חושבים מה עושים אחר כך, לא רצים לאחר כך, נהנים מהעכשיו, אז את העכשיו יש וגם יש את המחר. מה פירוש ויש את המחר? המשנה הרי אומרת, שוב רב לזר אומר, שוב יום אחד לפני מיתתך, שאלו תלמידיו, וכי אדם יודע מתי ימות, אלא אם כך ישוב כל יום בתשובה. ממשיכה הגמרא בשבת ואומרת, עומר רבי יוחנן, משל למה הדבר דומה? למלך שעשה סעודה לעבדיו, ולא קבע להם זמן. חכמים שבהם אמרו, המלך יכול לקרוא בכל רגע. התקינו עצמם לסעודה. טיפשים שבהם אמרו, המלך יקרא, יהיה זמן, נוכל להסתדר, להגיע. פתאום קרא המלך. חכמים שבהם היו מוכנים, באו לסעודה ואכלו. טיפשים שבהם באו וראו את האחרים אוכלים. כך אומר רבי יוחנן, אדם ודכתיב, בכל עת יהיו בגדיך לבנים, ושמן על ראשך לא יסר. מה אומר פה רבי יוחנן? מה צריך את המשל של רבי יוחנן? מה מוסיף פה רבי יוחנן יותר ממה שהמשנה אומרת? אלא שרבי יוחנן בא להסביר, מה זאת אומרת שוב יום אחד לפני מיתתך? אם אדם חטא, שיעזור מיד. אם אדם לא חטא, אז אין, אין על מה לחזור עכשיו בתשובה, הוא לא חטא. אז מה, מה, מה זה שוב יום אחד? אלא בא רבי יוחנן ומסביר 
שיש לפעמים מצב שאדם מקבל הזמנה לבוא לסעודה של המלך, יש לו הזמנה ביד, אבל לא ייתנו לו להיכנס, למרות שיש לו את ההזמנה. למה? כי הוא לא מוכן, הוא לא מוכן כמו שבאים לסעודת המלך. זה מה שאמר רבי יוחנן, בכל עת יוגדיך לבנים ושם נער ראשך לא יחסר. תמיד התואר, הקדושה, הטהרה שבך, השמן, החוכמה, התורה שעל ראשך לא יחסר, טיפה אחת, כי היית כלי שמקבל, כלי שכל הזמן מקבל, מלא בשמן של תורה, שמן של מידות, שמן של צניעות, שמן של הנהגה. בגדיך היו לבנים, נכנסת, אין לנו אור, נכנסת, ידענו, הנה עכשיו אפשר לפתור את הבעיה. ידענו שעכשיו אפשר לקבל את התמונה השלמה בסוגיה, את התמונה השלמה בכל עניין, אם זה בהלוך, בהגודל, במחשבה, בכל דבר. זה היה המעלה הגדולה שלך. היית כמשה רבינו, היית כיהושע, במובן של אור, של לתת ולתת כמה שיותר בלי הפסקה, ולהיות גם כמקבל, כמקבל בלי סוף. שיש את המעלות הגדולות האלה. יום שישי, ערב שם מסקוידש, שהנשמה עולה למעלה, יום שישי של האור של שבת, שעולים לפני כיסא הכבוד עם המעלות הגדולות האלה, שבאמת תהיה מליץ יושר על כל הישיבה, על כל לומדיה ועמליה, על כל תלמידי הישיבה. אין ספק שכל ראשי הישיבה, שגדולי עולם מחכים לך, מצפים לך, כולם רואים, כולם אומרים, הבן יקיר לי אפרים, עם ילד שעשועים, כי מדי דברי בו זכור אזכרים מאוד, שעשועים של תורה, שעשועים של אבלות, של שמחה, והכל מתוך המן, כל פסיעה ופסיעה, הקדוש ברוך הוא סופר, שקוראים בדברי חז"ל, שאדם בא לבית המדרש, שאדם בא לבית הכנסת, הקדוש ברוך הוא סופר, כל פסיעה ופסיעה, לכן ייכנס פנימה, שהיו רואים אותך, הם מקבלים חיזוק מיד, על תפילה, על להגיע בזמן, על כל פסיעה ופסיעה, על כל צעד וצעד. שכל המעלות הגדולות האלה יהיו תמיד לנגד עינינו, לנגד כל תלמידי הישיבה, שתהיה מליץ יושר על כל הישיבה, על אחיך, על משפחתו, ובסייתא דשמיא, יתקיים באמת עוד בזו השנה, בילה המוות לנצח, ומחר שם דמעה מעל כל פנים, וחרפת עמו יסכים. The phrase, the expression of Chacham is used, but the prevalent phrase, the, the phrase that everyone is familiar with, the phrase that everyone uses is Talmid Chacham. He was the Talmid of great Chacham. And he was also the Talmid of every Kotter. The notebook that was open, that was mentioned, was always recording. 
Rabbam says this halacha of Echad Mibnei Chabur Shemais. But where, where does he say it? In what context? Koni Shayma Misabu says the Rambam in the last halacha of Perak Yudgimur of Hilchasavu. Just heard before, a person goes throughout his life, most of his years, the knowledge of his mortality as evident as it is and as crystal clear as it is on the piece of paper, as much as you will ask him, will you live forever? And he will say, of course not, that's ridiculous, no one lives forever. But he lives his life as if he would live forever. Until you reach a certain age when you begin to understand because of the aches and pains or because you realize like the astronaut knows that the earth is round better than anyone else. You realize that you are mortal. And if a person is zoicha, to learn that lesson, he's mefashpesh, he's mefached, he's doyeg, and he does tshuva. The achzorius of the Rambam is not the achzorius of insensitivity to the person who is nifter. Insensitivity to one's own mortality. The Azorius is the Azorius against oneself. And in that context, the Rambam says, Echod mi shemes, tidag kol hachabura kula. Those are the very next words after Vyarza Bitshuva. I always felt that in the Huge Avelus, are only from the Kroive Mishpocha. But the Kiyum Avelus Shebeleid, the Kiyum of that Yefashpesh Viyidag Viyazda Bitshuva, the Koshloi Shayomim Arishonim, is Kiluchelev Munachas Al Tzavorei, and so on. All of that, that Hergish, that Havona, that interpretation of what one's life really is of one's potential and one's future, and the imlay achshav eimasai of life. That is the responsibility of every member of the B'nei Chabura. The Rambam doesn't say kotan, doesn't say godol. Echod mibnei Chabura. Was there someone that was more mibnei Chabura than this incredible person that everybody called Josh Hafner. Was there anyone who's more Mibnei HaChabur? Echad Mibnei HaChabur Shemais. Tidag Koha HaChabur Kula. I just want to be Messiah. On the one hand, I want to ask Mechilo. In my own way, I tried to say over his tyrus every time I heard that he wasn't well. I did it once here in the yeshiva on Shabbos, but in my shul in the base medrash, I used to do it all the time. 
but I was not enough of a chaver to be there, to be with him, to spend the days and the hours with him. But there were those who were. And for them, I just wanted to add the following words. The Gemara Masachis Ksubis, Dav Chesom Beis, Amalekum Eima Milsa Keneged Menachem Eyavelim. This is not for the Avelim, but for the Menachem. Posach Vaoma Achenu Goimle Chasodim Bene Goimle Chasodim. Well, everyone knows that Eden are Rachmanim Baishonim Goimle Chasodim. Eden are the descendants of Avram Yitzchak and Yankov. But the next phrase is really quite astonishing. Achenu goim lechasodim b'nei goim lechasodim hamachzikim b'vrisay shel Avram Avinu. We all know the brisay shel Avram Avinu of bris milah. Bris is a covenant. Zois brisi, the Rebbeinu Shlom says by milah. Others had milah. Yishmael had milah. Like Tura, but there's only one bris milah. There's brisi okim as Yitzchok. And all of a sudden we discover that there's a bris called brisa shalavrom avinu for gemilus chasod. It's a covenant. A covenant is a bond. It is that bond that's the chutam eshulash. The Rebunishalom joins you those of you who took such incredible care, and those of you who were there all the time, and those of you who made him feel, whether those from the yeshiva or this incredible young man from Chicago or anyone that was participating and joining and feeling and helping and encouraging and speaking to the doctors and keeping him alive. You are the machzikim b'vrisay shal avroam avinu. A bris with the rabbinu himself. As she says, because he was the Goimel Chasod in Vayita Eishel. Such an unbelievable loss. And as much as we were afraid of it, and we saw the Malacham Oves, we saw the Malacham Oves in front of our eyes so many times, but somehow we managed to, to see him shy away as if he were afraid, afraid to touch this incredible Nishama. And then finally, Notzchu, Notzchu. But we remember the lesson to always remain a Talmud. We always feel the Bidneach Abura, the Yidag, the Yifashbej, the Yazu, the Tshuva. And surely his memory will be a Grocha, a Chayyo, Elam Abba. should be a Megut Yosha for all of us. But we ask again, Mechila. So couldn't possibly, I certainly could not possibly have done enough. All paradise won't chalak to say a few words.
only a few hours ago. I used to call for Yeshiva. On the passing of the Yeshua Hassan. I probably the one who moved the longest who's here today. I remember when he came from Chicago. And many and many say things that were already said and I can't help it because I wasn't here. I just was able to get it here. And when I spoke to him the first time he came in here, he must have been in his twenties yet. He spoke to me about Chicago. And he spoke to me about his love and he didn't have to say it, but he felt it. Nonetheless, he came here. Lagarin was his great love at that time, and I think it remained that way until the very end. I'm just going to say one word that I can't imagine adding anything, although I can imagine it too, because when the socket goes, and he was really a full socket. He was a smiling socket with all his problems and all his troubles. Always when he came to me, it was with a little snake hole, certainly the first 20, 30 years. And for tears, I can't say more than was said, I'm sure. And I'm sure that this was said too. He could die, he could have died at no better time if there is such a thing. And I'm sure somebody must have shown the light. Achrimos What does Achrimos Kedoshim mean? You say after death he can sin no more. And that I think is apostasy. He becomes a curse. In this case, Achrimos Kedoshim meant his whole life was a curse. Even when he lacked, and he lacked the most important things. But he was a kudos all his life, and he didn't spoil it. He rose above the difficulties. Like I knew his mother and so I understand he has a brother here who had a excited for a brother. And that's what it is, our Achrei Mos Kedoshim. And after he died, there were no sins. He remained with Kedosh all his life.
After all that has been said here, I just want to add one nakuda, and I think it would be the greatest uh, covered offering for the Nifgar if I could demonstrate how my opinion, Amida, of Rabbi uh, Shua's beloved Rebbe, the Ran Savechus, from Racha, was also Makuyon in the Nifgar himself. So Tehillim starts, Asher Yishishel Halach, Batsas Vashoyim, Derech Hatarim Lo Amad, Moshev Leitzim Lo Yashov. So the Gemara Nabot Azara, Tathu Tess, states the following. Ash Yishe Shalach Batsas Vashoyim, Sa Avram Avinu, Shalach Halach Batsas Anshei Tar Haflaga, Shosham Hayu. And goes on, Derech Hatarim Lo Amad, Shlo Amad Balmida Stone, Shachatarim Hayu. And then it says, Moshav leitz in lo yashov, shlo yashov moshav anshei plishtim, ne shletzon em hayu. Shenemar, Pasukim say, v'shovim em hei ketol v'ibom, v'ayimro kiru l'shim shom v'sachet lon. Shnaz tavshin mem, I heard the following point from Ruchm Gorelik, Sechetzav v'vracha. This Pasuk is talking about Shimshon. So make a cheshman from Avram Avinu. So it's 408... 430 years from Brisbane of Sarmtsiyas in Sraim. It's a Shiloh when in the years of Shoftim Shimshon was, the Pasba Yiftach that says there were 300 uh, years. So it comes out that there were over 700 years between the time of Avram Avinu and the time of Shimshon. So how could the Gemara say Avram Avinu? would not be somewhere because of Shimshon, 700 years later. What's the answer? The answer is that the seeds of the late sons in Plishtim were already evident in the time of Avram Avinu, and it just got worse and worse and worse until 700 plus years later, the time of Shimshon was full-blown late sons. The worst sin is late sons. We all know Rashi in the beginning of Parshas told us, Avram Holiz Yitzchak, late Sonny Adar said, oh, well, uh, who's the real father? Probably was Avi Melech. So I heard many years ago from Chaim Wilson, the Vesel lady, asked the following question. What do you mean late Sonny Adar? You're saying the Chas Vishalom, sorrow was uh, committed in a vera? It should be Rishai Adar. So the Beis Halevi gives an answer mitigating what the late Sonim were doing. It doesn't really mean that they accused Sarah and Menu of Chasashol and Avera. Rather, gives a mushal. A man says, I build a house from butter. It doesn't really mean that the, the house is made out of butter. It means that he was in the butter business and that gave him the money to build a house. And Huadinami Khan that after the Maisu with the Avimelech, he gave a bracha to Avram Avinu, and maybe 1% of the Zuchuyos that let Avram give birth to Yitzchak was from Avimelech. And after we say no, it was 100% from Avram Avinu. Leitzanus is the biggest chet. You all know but the machlokes between, and machlokes, but the discussion between the Vilna Gaon and the Magni Dubna. So uh, the story goes, different versions of it. The uh, Vilna Gaon asked the Magni Dubna, please give me some Musa. So the Magni Dubna says, well, you know, it's very easy for you, the Vilna Gaon, to be, you know, pure and tar and kadosh, because you're just in your clothes, and you're Dalamos. 
But if you deal in the world, it's harder. So supposedly the Vigon answered, yes, but there's no chiv to be a kunzmacher. Now, let, let, let me explain the Nekudas Advarim. There's an Isser to be a let. That is non-negotiable. If a person feels he can't do it, then you have to run away. I think it's clear that America, every year, America is the land of late sonos, and anyone with eyes to see must realize that it's getting worse and worse and worse. Like the Ramban writes, Mansos Esat If you are able to be like the Magad Dubna, good. If you can't, then you have to be like the Vilnagon. And there's no negotiation on this. The Isra of Leitzanos is absolute. So based upon all this, I, I, I think we have another shot in the Rashi. In other words, when Rashi says Leitzani Hadar, you know, with the base Halevi, but he could add another shot, that the Leitzanos itself, it grows on itself, and eventually becomes verbal sexual Leitzanos, and you can't stop it, it gets worse and worse and worse. One of the pleasures of talking with Ramosha Yeshua was he could talk about anything and it was no late sonus. And this Nida I saw in Ravan Salvech's Chom Racha. Let me share a personal anecdote. Shnaz Tavshin and Dalit. I was in Chicago for different reasons, so I, I called up Red Snellis Chom Racha and I invited myself over and I was there for two meals. And Ravarn Salavechik, and the, the house there, it was so pleasant because I grew up learning a lot about politics, reading about politics, and he was, was all over the place. He was talking about uh, John F. Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy, one who was the king, this, and the guns of Israeli politics, but it was so pure. There wasn't an ounce of late summers. There are people I know in my life, I cannot talk to them anymore because any conversation will. Rachmanilatzon devolved into Leitzonus, descend into talking about sexual tumor. You have to run in the way of these people. Nur Mabesa. Nur Mabesa isn't just a din in Maisim, it's a din in Dibor also. And with Aaron Salavechik, it was so pure talking about the different uh, goings on in the world, talking about current, current events. It, it, and, and it's so rare. And I can testify that. The Nifter, Moshe Yeshua Hoffman, also had that Mida. He could talk about anything with him, and it was still pure, innocent, believed tumult. He was Makayeng, the idea of the Magad Dubna. It must be mentioned also, his simply is Yedios. And then one time we had a discussion, he said, yeah, there's something in the notes of Tos Harash. I said, what? But, but, and then turns out, I did research, like many, many years ago, there was an earlier edition of Tosas Harash and Yuma, the second parak, and there it was, exactly what uh, Josh Hoffman said, and apparently Ron Salvation from Rocha had mentioned that. In other words, he had an immense idea Satora. Somebody once said his mind was like a great attic, but you have to add something. He got rid of the tumor. And that's another Yisod I was often hear from Shem Rab Gorel of Zechatzat Levrocha. Shikha is a Midah. You remember what you want to remember, 
and you forget what you want to forget. The Nifter wanted to remember Divrei Torah, and because he had that She'ifa, to hear all the Torah from his Rebbe, Ravon Salvechik, and from, as we mentioned, by so many other people, he was able to filter out the Tumor and keep his mind pure. And one last point. Arba Midos Vodom. Some people, they marry the first girl, they went out and they get a job right away. Other people, married right away, but they, they still, and it's not that they're in color, they just don't know what they're going to do. You know, they could be in their 40s, well, I don't know, I'm going to do some real estate, some this and that, they're floating around, but, but other people, and that was my chalik, uh, they have a job, but it takes them long to get married. And a fourth group, they're not married, and they don't have a job. So I can testify that the son of late sonus as you go through these four madregos, it gets harder and harder. And Shemayim Ba'aretz and Rebona Shalom can all be made that Yeshua Hafin did not succumb to the sin of late sons. And in that, he truly was a talented move of the Bravans of Egypt from Rafa. He's Before we say the Kalbali, several people have mentioned the tremendous chesed that was done by so many to help out uh, the Hafer, someone should say it, in his last days. Much of this has gone unmentioned and much of it will still go unmentioned. However, there are two people who went way above and beyond what could ever be asked of anybody. And just before the Kalmali, we call about the two of them one at a time to just to say quickly uh, some words. First, I guess, David Roth, please say a few words. My first interaction with Josh was a little over eight years ago when I asked a complicated Shaila to Reflechtenstein Zatzal, and he told me to email Josh to ask him if he had ever discussed something similar with her baron. When I met Josh in, first, in person for the first time a few months later, he of course remembered that I had emailed him and wanted to know what the Mascona was. He had a wonder, an excellent memory. He remembered everything Rebaran had said and shared. He was always continuing and trying to learn even when things were difficult. He had incredible Messiris Nefesh. Even, in, even after the amputation, he would walk to Shulman Shabbos without a cane by holding onto the buildings. The last, few, the last few years in general, but especially the last few months, have been very difficult. I tried to go to the hospital whenever I could, but especially the last month or two, or the last several months that he's been in the Bronx, it wasn't so easy. I want to ask him for Mechila in case I didn't do enough. He's a Baruch. 
I believe Rabbi Khan mentioned, uh, not by name, the fellow from Chicago, the tzaddik who was always there, somehow or another. I never, uh, Rabbi Hoffman, had a particularly different time. This fellow would appear from Chicago and take charge. He's on the phone. Hopefully technology will allow him to say a few words. Ellie? from another phone. From state to the phone, okay? He's going to call you. Pick it up. Hi. I'll just put you on speaker and put it next to the mic.
He was certainly not easy to listen to because he always thought he was fine. He always thought he was healthy. Debbie did everything possible to keep him alive and to keep him safe and to keep him clean and his apartment as well. Obviously, hand in hand with Debbie Hester, my right husband, doing everything possible to keep him around and to keep Josh healthy, clean, and safe. We have to thank David Roth, who he, he literally, a couple years ago, he played a tremendous role. Josh was refusing to listen to Debbie Hassett to me to go to the hospital. Dr. Roth went into a very difficult situation, and he, he went to see Josh and was determined that the paramedics had to be called. Debbie Hassett did what she had to do. They brought him to Columbia Presbyterian. I took a flight in. I met him. Thank <laughs> you. 
that this is just an opportunity to order that there was social workers, Colombian Presbyterians. Many times people thought Joshua never lived, he would never make it, he could never live independently. There was a social worker named Edward Evans. He told every time Josh was in the hospital, many times he wanted to go straight home, sometimes he had to go for rehab. Edward Evans always would tell the doctors, unless it was a super bad situation, that Josh was safe to go home. Because he said most people who get their leg amputated over the age of 50 never, especially uh, men with no health, never are able to become independent. Josh, obviously, he, he broke the mold. Josh was able to be fiercely independent, even in his condition. On Purim, he called me up here on Purim on Friday before Shabbos, in contrast to the previous week, so ecstatic. He had worked out that he was able to retain every mitzvah for him in the nursing home when he was recovering. He was able to, this caused him undue joy. Um, anyone who wanted to see his unbelievable desire for mitzvahs, but he woke up after being resuscitated three times in Montefiore, he wanted to make sure to put the phone on before ski. It was a Friday year of Shabbos. I came in from Chicago, Rebecca had left, the Moses Alvarez had left, maybe Osefsky had left, other people had left. And Josh was insisting with great gesticulation that he, had, he wasn't able to write yet that he wanted to put the phone on. There was a very kind Indian female doctor who she approved Josh in his precarious position to be allowed to be put on the phone. And she helped move all the tubes so I could put the phone on him. This gave Josh undue simcha to be able to be able to be kind of this phone. Josh's mind, even after the resuscitation, Ruben Escott and I and Josh were having a discussion, and Josh remembered that who had written an article about Hook's trip to America in a certain year, like 1936 or something. Josh literally remembered it verbatim every detail a few weeks after being resuscitated in the hospital. It was not to be believed. Doctor told one of the doctors in the ICU told me he'd never had a patient who did well with cardiac arrest. He'd never had anything like it. His mind was perfect. Another time, it was, it was a Super Bowl evening a few years ago. I was at YU. Josh was sick. So I was in town for that reason. I forgot exactly what was wrong with him that time. And so uh, Josh made a scene with his mother, father, she was saying, I don't remember, literally the night of the Super Bowl. And he just mentioned that oh, I guess I just finished that another time. He, that's how quiet it, not how the Caleb he was. He just, he said, just mentioned that oh, I guess I just finished that another time. His abode in Mr. Snapchat was similar to that of his regular ranks while a basic. Rabbi would say, Akas, 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 Stein, when he was walking up the stairs after the stroke. Josh, unbelievable, a bonus for him to, to get to this year. He never stopped going to Shior. He would take access right everywhere, as Rivers Simon mentioned. I once mentioned to Josh, I, I think he enjoyed it, but he would never admit it. I told Josh that I think in, in a certain manner you would eclipse the revenue of the divine salvation. He wasn't happy with this, then I explained how. I said, Ravon, after the stroke, was able to continue to be Margaret's color and do everything because he had the Robinson, Robinson Alice Foundation, in the beginning of Southern Climate, and his grandchildren, 
who waited on the Debbie need. Josh continued to learn and he learned his Torah without any help, without wife, without children, without anyone to help them. There was literally uh, his, 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 his desire and his tenacity and his fierceness continue to be to learn Torah. Uh, he always amazed everyone, all the medical professions that he was able to learn to, uh, to continue. For 19 years, he never missed a morning until last week when he was obviously no longer mentally able to write a network. 19 years, he suffered so much. He had, obviously his leg was amputated on his other foot, and then he had a surgery and his other tongue was amputated. He had so many times infections. He obviously had to get to dialysis three times a week the last, since Hanukkah two years ago. But if you read the network, you saw the great broadness of Josh. You saw, you saw, you saw the great brothers of Josh. He quoted obviously in Rebbe Rensoft nature, but he quoted the full damage of the portion. You're able to see how broad his problem was. And the suffering of Josh, no leg, dialysis, diabetes, heart disease, sepsis, constant infections, ventilators. He was successfully resuscitated four times, probably one of the only critical in history, once at Columbia Presbyterian, three times at Montefiore. And he never was stopping Margaret's Torah. Not until he had his last, his last two bouts of septic shock and massive and multiple strokes. When he, the first week, he couldn't live a whole week without writing that book. He lived, he missed last week. The first week he couldn't make it this week was Dayana. Josh couldn't continue without being able to be Margaret's Torah. For Josh, when the Torah was literally his life, Finally, 
knows how we got caught. You can understand to a certain extent the relationship between the Ragsaw Basic and this Tabidim. Normally people assume that she not told enough that it is a dance between the Rebbe and the student at most reciprocated between, to the, maybe at most, between the student and the Rebbe. But the relationship between the Rebbe salvation and the Talmudim was separate. But even Talmudim of the Rebbe salvation 50 years apart, even Talmudim of the Rebbe salvation 50 years apart, 30 years apart, 60 years apart, 20 years apart, they felt not only was Rebbe their Rebbe, and Rebbe was like their father, but that different Talmudim of Rabban, therefore, were like their brothers. Josh Hoffman has a, and as many halakas, there's a certain question of the Messias creates the Chalesh, the Chalesh creates the Messias. And the Messias have very few relatives, physical, genetic relatives, you know, brother and a sister. But the Chalesh's Chalesh, the Chalesh of the Shinan, the Lavanaka, Ava Talmudacha, created anyone who loves Torah and anyone who reached anyone Wanted to learn Torah, that was Josh's family. It's Rishinatul Rabbanacha Ibn Tamidacha. Kinev created a chalos, the status of a family between Josh and the Tamidim, the other Tamidim of Rabbanacha Ibn Tamidacha, even if they weren't Tamidim at the same time, and other people all over the world who could learn Torah from people that Josh had learned Torah from.
consider. Sister will be sitting here at 900 euros in Matthew's store. 